The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's great to have you with us. To stay, If you're staying with us, that's great. And, and if you're just joining us, that's also wonderful. So we appreciate you being here. And we really, really appreciate it when you take our programs and spread them everywhere. Of course, you can listen to them on a podcast, whatever your podcast happens to be. You can just go right there, go into From the Median and download the podcast. And you're going to want to take this one with you because we've got our good friend here. Chris Faddis is joining with us and it's Great always to have him with us and to have us talking together about all things to do with Solidarity Health Share, which is we're going to talk a little bit about Solidarity Health Share, the incredible opportunities you have when you become part of this incredible membership. But let's first just start by saying, Chris, great to have you with us as always. It's great to have you, Molly. Thank you for, yeah. thank you for, great to be with you. Sorry, but, but great to talk to you always every month. Every, absolutely, absolutely. So Chris, let's just jump right in. We've got a lot to cover today. And I, the very first point that, that I really want to touch on is, is one that I think everybody is concerned about right now. And that is the amount of money it's costing us to receive healthcare. And one of the things that have come out is that Americans overwhelmingly favor healthcare price transparency. Overwhelmingly. I mean, it's just, it just knocks it out of the way. 94% of Americans say we should know what we are being charged. When we go into a doctor, when we get a prescription, when we have a treatment, we should know what we're being charged. How are you seeing all of this? Yeah, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, that you know, we've talked about this for years now, Molly. That you know, price transparency, that the cost of of healthcare is the most nebulous and you know, kind of exaggerated thing out there. When when you see things that that charges that you see for for services that are so small and insignificant, and, and they're just prices all over the place. When you you know, you you can see a a hip replacement in one hospital in in Manhattan uh, is you know. $18,000 and another hospital is $78,000. There's no difference, you know, in, in locale. They're both in Manhattan. Um, you know, there's no difference in cost of living. They're both in Manhattan, right? So it just makes no sense. And I think, you know, for years we've been saying this. Americans, at the end of the day, if I go to a steakhouse and I eat a meal and they say, don't worry, you'll get a bill later. <laughs> and I get a bill for, you know, $3,000 yeah. for my wife and I to have a steak dinner that maybe, maybe it should have been $300 or $500 even if it was outlandish, you know, um, I'm going to fight that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, okay, if, if I, even if I go to a really expensive restaurant where they don't have the prices on the menu, I'm still going to ask them the price and they're going to tell me. And I think this is just what we're used to. It's what is in, in every other marketplace in the, in the country, in the world, we know what we're paying for and healthcare is the one we don't. And so I think it's, what's great about this issue is that, it's one of the few issues today that, that we can cross party lines on and people agree yeah. that price transparency is important. 
Absolutely. You know, and I, 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 to be quite honest with you, it's, it's very interesting that you would say that because this is one of the things that my husband, you know, my husband and I have been talking to our doctor about. It's like, you know, why, why is there such a huge discrepancy? And the interesting thing was, uh, Chris, is that one of, at one point my husband had to go have some test done or what, I don't remember what it was. But, um, so the doctor gave him a prescription, you know, to, uh, referred him to a particular uh, clinic and, so my husband started to do some research into this, you know, wow, that this, you know, wonder how much this costs and wonder how much that costs. And honestly, it was from the difference between $1,200 for the exact same t- test. He found some way to do it for 350 uh, Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. this is ridiculous. It's absolutely right. ridiculous. So you're right. absolutely It's all over the board. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, Americans want to see clear prices. So that, that's what we want. Um, it really, and, and what's interesting about a recent article on this on the Hill, Molly, is that it said that no matter age, income, political party, or background, Americans agree. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you could say that about almost anything, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> any exactly, issue in our country exactly. today. today and exactly. this is one we are <laughs> all united on. Absolutely. So it, it really shows that that is something, you know, and, and you, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I'll, I'll just to, just to help illustrate this again, you, you said that. The test, you know, for twelve hundred dollars versus three fifty. Well, of course you're going to go for the test. It's the same with an MRI. Four thousand dollar MRI is actually a four hundred dollar MRI. Um, and and you know we have we have partners all over the country. We can get that MRI for four hundred dollars, uh, and it's and it's seamless and it's easy, and the results are in the next day. And you know it's it's very simple. And so there are there are some crazy situations we've seen recently we had a surgeon recently who was doing or a member who was getting a surgery for a rhinoplasty a facial and it was medically necessary but a facial uh, surgery yeah and you know the, the physician had a decent rate it was it was fine he was getting whatever it was three or four thousand dollars for his time and the hospital or wanted ninety three thousand dollars for this three to four hour surgery whoa and we asked the surgeon if he had anywhere else he could do the surgery. And he said, Oh yeah, yeah. I have a surgical center just a couple miles up the road that I have, I have privileges at. So he gave us the information. We contacted the surgical center and they said, Oh yeah, no problem for that OR time and, and service. It's $7,000. And that includes the OR, the nurse, the anesthesiologist and the anesthesia, wow. which wasn't in the original price from the hospital. So, yeah. What a difference. You're talking yeah. about a, a, you know, $86,000 difference for the same exact yeah. type of OR, same exact procedure. So you really, um, yeah. you, you just really find it's, I, this is why we want price transparency because exactly. it makes exactly. no sense that they would do what they're doing. And this is also why Solidarity Health Share is, is so popular because this is exactly what you do. This is what you do. You know, you're, you're going to find the best possible price, the best possible place for your, the patients to go to. So, you know, the members to go to. So definitely this is an amazing thing, um, that, that Solidarity Health Share does do for, 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 for the general public. So it's awesome. Um, another thing that we've just discovered, the Biden administration has very quietly dropped all protections for religious health care providers. What on earth is that about? Good grief. Well, you know, this is continuing to be their fight. This is, this is to me, at, at a, you know, at a minimum on the healthcare side, this is their, um, their magnum opus is they want to, to completely inoculate, um, healthcare from any religious influence, from any faith influence, from any moral influence, ultimately. Um, and yeah, we're seeing this now. This new rule would, would rescind the 2019 rule that guarantees doctors 
and medical practitioners the ability to refuse and perform abortions for religious reasons. Um, and uh, this, it, I think the, the rule is called safeguarding the rights of conscience as protected by federal statutes. It threatens the rights of religious doctors and healthcare providers to refuse or perform abortions. Now, this is not the only attempt the Biden administration has made, Molly. They've been sued multiple times for other attempts at this wow. direct, at this type of directive. And they continue to lose these suits, and yet they continue to come forward with new rules to do the same. They're about to finally promulgate their Section 1557 rules, which, as their original published version, it would do the same, and it would also include transgender surgeries, um, and it would include insurance companies in that. We're waiting for that to be you know, fully um, enforced or the, the final rule any day. What I hear from, from people in D.C., it should be you know, in, the, in the coming couple of months and and they're just continuing down this path even when they lose they continue to find another way to to try to enforce um this ideology mm-hmm. uh, and if you look in the media you're starting to see more and more articles uh re- that locally regionally and now nationally even usa today recently attacking catholic and christian hospitals because mm-hmm. they're they're restricting you know rights and, and these kind of things so so it's it's a definitely a coordinated campaign between between the the democratic party the biden administration uh, and the media you, you know and and i it's it sort of it's really forcing um medical professionals to it's putting them in a very very difficult position because you know i particularly i mean not particularly all medical professionals spend a lot of money a lot of time Getting trained up, you know, uh, so that they can actually get out there. A lot of it's, a lot of, for, for, for many of them, it's a calling. It's not just, you know, it's not just, I've decided to go do this as my job for the rest of my life. It's something that they're called to. They feel it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's good for society to have people like that in the system. And yet they are being forced to leave if they won't right. kowtow. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and this is, this is part of what's insane about this. Is at, at today, even with all of these religious doctors at part of the healthcare system, today we do not have enough physicians. Yeah. So if you if you enforce this and you lose doctors, you lose and and you're all and we're already seeing signs of it. Doctors have already been leaving because of policies like these and and other reasons. We've already got you know students, uh, faith based students, Christians, Catholics who will not enter medical school because they they feel. Like there's, it's a, it's a losing game. There's no way they're going to be able to practice their faith. And those who do are at great risk of losing their yeah. faith and their pro-life beliefs. Yep. Uh, and so you have this, this, this problem that we're going to exacerbate the shortage of physicians. Um, you know, what, what they, what they don't want to realize is how much the Catholic healthcare systems, the Christian healthcare systems support and, and serve the population. I mean, I in some states it can be, 60% or more of the hospital beds are, are, you know, from a faith-based hospital system. Um, and so to take that away, I mean, you're, you're going to have, you know, be hard pressed to, um, to, to follow through and, and be able to serve those people. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember in, in Africa, growing up in Africa, and as I yeah, mentioned many times, I grew up in a missionary, um, uh, diocese and, um, that was sort of what the hospital, there were so few people there that so few professionals that were able to support and help the people there. Um, so it ended up with, you know, people, the families coming to, to the hospital, camping out on the grounds outside. Of course, the weather was beautiful, but they didn't have the, the ability to, to, 
to uh, to sort of to be with all of these different patients that would come in. We're going to get right. the same type of thing here if we're not careful. I mean, really and truly, we as you, as you as you've just mentioned, we are so short of doctors right now. This is ridiculous that this is what. And if you, I mean, and you know this, Molly. I mean, if you look at what's happening when you're in a you know for folks that are in Medicare or managed care or you know the further you go down these these insurance markets and and some issues is you see you know. I, I had a family member who had a heart issue. I mean, she she passed out, and they said it's something with her heart. It took her eight weeks to get into a cardiologist. Oh my gosh! I mean, Goodness at that point, and, and of course, that was the next step: go see your cardiologist. Okay, well, what if she has a heart attack in that eight weeks? Exactly. I mean, there there is this is we're already there, yeah. And then to continue these these kind of uh, you know, the, the, yeah. just all it's not just this agenda, but. Multiple ways the medical system yes, is exactly. going. It's pushing is it a real concern. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we were we and I th- and I do still think we are a Christian country. There's a lot of Christians in, in in America, but really and truly, we've got a new religion now that's that's fighting for 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 dominance, and that is the religion of abortion. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. We've got a, there's another situation that just came up. Wisconsin. There's a there was a uh, Fox News headline that came up, and it said that there was a Wisconsin medical student who was admitted who admits support for full-term abortion vows to leave the state if training is is banned. After a bill was introduced at the Wisconsin State Capitol to protect life at 14 weeks gestation, a medical student who supports full-term abortion said that she would leave the state if she could not perform ab- abortions could, and get the proper training to do so. That blows my head off. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it, what's interesting, what's funny about this one to me, Molly, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to, to be tongue-in-cheek a bit here, but Christian students all over the country cannot are, are fighting to not have to participate exactly. in reproductive health you know, classes and training and witnessing of these things. Uh, and yet this student somehow is, you know, I mean, this is happening day in and day out with, with young Christian medical students. So, so the reality is, yeah, that, okay, you're not going to perform abortions unless they go. I mean, there's plenty of other places. Go to California. I mean, I think they'll let you, they'll let you abort all the way past birth, probably. Uh, you know, so it's yeah. just, yeah. It, it is, it's mind blowing, but I think, um, you know, there, there, there's this, uh, Wisconsin bill that was offered by, uh, Amanda Nowitzki. That, you know, would, would want to limit abortion. Um, and more and more medical students and professionals are, are becoming activists over their job to trust, assist and save patients. And here's the thing that's interesting is the medical schools today. And, and again, I'm not a medical student. I, but I'm, I'm working with physicians and, and medical students all the time. And I'm hearing these stories that they have become less and less about the science, about the practice of medicine, and more and more about the ideology, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, all of these different ideologies and doctrines of gender ideology, uh, and more and more about philosophy of this leftist ideology of healthcare. Um, And so, yeah, they're becoming activists. They're they're not, they're not actually being trained to be physicians. They're being trained to be activists. And, uh, and that's a scary, <laughs> scary place to be. Absolutely. And from what I understand as well, Chris, is that there, there's also a very strong push within a lot of these medical schools, as well as also in the practices, that they, they're absolutely insisting that they have to provide um, contraception. 
um, you know, so, so it, access to a contraception has to be there. And I know this has been going on for a long time. I know that, you know, when my children were growing up, every time I took my daughters to the doctor, there was always this little sort of, well, don't you want to get, you know, don't you want to put her on contraception? It's like, it, so it's been going around. It's been, it's been there for a long, right, long time. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a big push and, it, and it's, you know, and it, it's even getting into the ERs. I mean, I, yeah. we, we had a store, we had a situation a year ago where my daughter was had a, ended up with an emergency um, appendectomy. She actually had a ruptured appendix and she's 16 years old. And of course they, you know, figured out a way to get me out of the room telling me they were going to do a yep. pelvic exam. And uh, as they were trying to figure out what was going on, of course we knew at this point, I knew, well, they didn't know at this point it was an appendix, but it seemed very obvious. And when I left, I went to, I was like, well, I got to go to the restroom. I go to the restroom and come back and they're already done. And my daughter said, I said, did they actually do an exam? She said, no, she just wanted to ask me if I was sexually active and oh my you know, all these other questions. And I was like, you know, and then the, oh. the senior doctor comes in and pushes on her stomach and says, it's an appendix. Like, oh. why are you even checking these things? Right. Yeah. So this is, this is more and more of the training. It's more and more of yeah. the directive. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they're being trained to do. They're being trained on how to socially manipulate a Absolutely. family in a way. Yeah. And you out there listeners do not be intimidated if you need to or if you you feel it's right to stay with your child in when they go for a doctor's appointment stay do i have a dear friend who does who has done this for years she has uh six children and what what she, you know she'll go in with the children doesn't matter you may you know the boys or the girls and she'll sit in there and the doctor starts doing their exam and then the next thing is the doctor will say well that's fine you, you know we, we we just need to talk with your son for a and she goes no i'm fine no, no, we'd like you to leave. No, I'm fine. I'll just sit here. <laughs> and there's nothing they can wow. do for. There's nothing yeah, that they yeah. can do. They have to, they have to allow it to stay. So I, I just say, oh, I have to tell everybody that. Just sit and say, no, I'm fine. I'm staying. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. So I was looking for an exit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So listen, t- uh, Chris, tell me a little bit more about the, um, what is happening with with regards to the the professionals who are being pressured? Do you see them collapsing? Do you see them giving way? Where do we where do we have? I mean, I I look at Solidarity Healthshare and I look at the at the long term goals that you guys have built up. If if we could just get more people to understand the amazing gift that you know something like somebody like Solidarity Healthship, do you think we could actually develop a whole new, new network of people that would, uh, you know, be pushing back? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we can. I think we've got. You know, there are definitely people that are caving. I think most of them are probably a little weaker in the belief or the faith, or they just struggle. They don't know how to argue or articulate or you know defend it. And, 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 you know, that's happening. There's always, there's also always this sort of nominally Christian or Catholic yeah. folks who, you know, just aren't as engaged in their faith yeah. and, and nothing wrong with them. I, I don't say that in any way to, to demean them. I think they're just not as engaged. And I think it's really important for, for those of us who are engaged and those of us who are, um, kind of ready and, and willing to, to stand up to, to encourage them, to, yeah. to, to challenge them, to, to speak about it, to help them see what's going on. I have a friend who's in the corporate world and recently he was, he and I were, were having lunch together and he said, so what is the E and DEI? You know, <laughs> I said, well, it's this. And I, I did my best to explain some of the scenarios around the country. I said, look, 
you know, on one hand, when you talked about equity when it came to education, it, it sort of made sense. I don't think most of us were really against the idea that if somebody's poor or underserved, that, you know, we, we have some opportunity as a state to possibly help them that, with some exactly, other resources, right? Exactly. Tutoring, yeah. after school programs, all of those things. Those are great uses of, of helping somebody uh, come above their circumstance, right? But, but when you get to a point of, of what we're at today, where we're actually saying, no, we should take money from one person to, to another person or some of these crazy ideas. And his eyes were like opening as I was sharing this yeah. with him. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the same. It's especially on the life issues. I think more and more we've got to be one on one conversations. We've got to encourage other people in our, in our sphere, but also in the healthcare community. And then on top of it, like you just said, we need to support them. We need to go find these Catholic doctors, these yeah. Christian doctors, these pro-life doctors, and send our business there. Make our, whether you're with a health share or an insurance company, make our dollar and medical dollars go to them to support them and their career and, 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 you know, encourage them. You know, thank exactly. you, doctor. Exactly. You know, I was, we were at a restaurant last night and a, a manager of the, the restaurant, a sports bar came over and said, I just want you guys to know how much I love that you guys pray every time you're here. Oh, and I, you know, it's exactly, such a small thing. And I don't say that at all yeah. to toot our horn, Molly. Right. We pray because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, no, but the reality is absolutely. those little yeah. signs when you're at work, when you're talking to somebody you can encourage. And if you're in healthcare, talking to the doctor and saying, hey, I pray for you. I see you at mass. Yeah, I pray exactly. for you and your job. You know, we need to do those things and we need to stand up and we need to 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 be the, the change and opt out of this crazy medical world absolutely. so that we can build this this alternative that, that we're trying yeah, to build. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I see more and more and more young people, young young families actually moving out, you know, relying less and less on, on the professional health service and, fi- you know, finding ways and talking to each other and getting, you know, the holistic pr- approach, which is also a wonderful approach as well. So, you know, I, I do think, you know, I've, I'm always the, the forever optimist. I do feel that things are, there is always a light. There's always a light. We've just got to find it. And, you know, and honestly, for me, I, I think it's, you know, if we find a good, a good place where we can go and get our, our health care, then we need to do that. And, you know, I do, do think Solidarity Health is a, an excellent place to be. Let's talk a little bit about, um, um, What's going on in the, the focus that, you know, we've just talked about one, one side of the focus in, in healthcare. Um, but right now hospitals are really, really pushing hard to include, to, to have their hospitals become, you know, really sort of, I don't know what else to say, Chris, other than woke in the, in the climate change business. It, it's crazy. I mean, there's, according to a new Commonwealth Fund survey, nearly 80% of healthcare providers say it's important for their hospital to, to minimize its environmental impact. What's going on there? Yeah, you know, look, I, I think all of us could probably agree with that when it comes to waste, right? The, mo- the, more, the less we can, you know, throw away, the more we can compost, the more, I mean, mo- most of us agree with those basic principles, right? Um, you know, and, and they're better for the environment for lots of reasons, not, not even about climate change. They're just better for the environment. I mean, if you compost your food waste, it is better for the soil around wherever you live exactly. or whatever property exactly. you're, you're, you're yeah. fertilizing, right? Yeah. It, it just is. And, and so there's lots of reasons. And, and there are certainly ways to save costs with renewable, certain renewable energies and all those things. So I don't think most people have a problem with it. I think the issue is we're, we're, we're driving, uh, hospital systems and, and, and systems that are completely inefficient 
completely wasteful when it comes to care and cost and, and spend. And we're saying now let's add additional cost of all these crazy requirements on, on climate change and all these things. And really, um, we're not doing a great job of patient care in this country. We, we are one of the mm-hmm. most, most poorly performing healthcare systems in the world when it comes to health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not a good sign, right? So I think they need to focus where they need to focus. Absolutely. Certainly your, your physical plant people can, can make sure that you've, you know, that you're, you're implementing, you know, different things to reduce waste. At the same time, you're in a, a, a world where in the hospital systems, right, where everything has to be sterile. So you ha- almost everything is a single use product. And so there's, there's just inherently going to be some waste that's necessary for the safety of your patients, yeah, you know, so yeah. it is interesting. What I think is, is interesting is that that's where people want the focus. I mean, there are so many things that the healthcare system needs to fix today and, for, and for physician satisfaction, yeah. employee satisfaction, and they're focused on the wrong place. Yes, this exactly. is, if I was employed by a healthcare system, the last thing I want to them to focus on, I'd want them to focus on, you know, better, <laughs> better uh, patient care, patient making outcome. sure that doctors patient aren't burnt outcome. out, exactly. helping me with, with exactly. my workload as a, as a physician, right? Those kind of things. So, um, you know, look, okay. there's a, there's a world in which these things, of course they matter. We should care about the environment, all those things. But yeah. when it comes to a hospital system, I want them focused exactly. on how am I going to get this patient in and out of this hospital Absolutely. in one piece and, and ready to go thrive and live his life. Absolutely. So I want to remind everybody, Solidarity Health Share. That if you, if you are with them, they stay true to their conscience. They ensure that the healthcare dollars line up with their values. Solidarity Healthshare upholds the moral guidelines of the Catholic Church so that the members never have to pay for anything that violates their conscience. Remember that, folks. Give them a call, 844-935-3202, or visit them at www.solidarityhealthshare.org. Solidarityhealthshare.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris, for doing this for all of us. God bless you. Thank you, Molly. God bless you, and God bless all your work. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.